0: Have you ever seen something in a
1: theater that you just couldn't explain? Or have you ever thought about if dying really ain't that bad? And do you spend sleepless nights wondering exactly what happened to Natalie Wood that night on the boat? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then it's time for you to exit stage death. Exit Stage Death is the chilling true stories behind your favorite Broadway shows. Releasing bi-weekly on Tuesday, starting May 24th. So if you want to find out which Broadway house is the most haunted.
2: Talk about what killed our favorite Broadway flops
1: and learn about the murderous path of Mama Rose that took Gypsy Rose Lee to stardom. It's time for Places Actors. Thank you, you places. places. It's time to exit Stage Death. Merry Christmas serial killers. It is December. You've almost made it through another year. I know it seems hard. But today, as a Christmas gift, I bring you not one, but two of my favorite, and I assume your favorite guests. Today, we've got daddy of certain POV, Case Aiken, and gaming daddy, Pat Edwards. Guys, welcome back to the show.
0: Hi, all my buddies. That's (laughs) That's my favorite... Intro. I'm gonna put uh, that on my business cards.
1: I love the pause of just oh no. So for it's anybody, go first. To, Case, go with well, it. Just go for, <laughs> with it. For who I, for, that. I don't I don't know how anyone would not know the two of you at this point from my episodes, from as many times as I've been on both let's rewatch, and then the thousand times I've been on another pass. Uh well Pat, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Case. Just introduce yourself and then Tell the guests or the the guests, Jesus Christ, we could tell we were just talking about theme parks. Uh, tell everyone at home, kind of how you discovered this movie originally and why we're talking about this movie today.
0: Okay, so I'm going to do the easy part of that question first. My name is Pat Edwards. I am, if, if you're not familiar, I am a writer, an author, and author. In addition to podcasting, I write. Um, I've got a novel series. I write a lot uh, more and more these days professionally in the TTRPG space. And, yeah, as, as you mentioned, I'm a co-host of Let's Rewatch on the same network. And as far as my earliest m- memory of this movie, that is a... Man, that's a good question, because I'm blanking on... I would imagine I was as a child. I was, mm-hmm. I was a young lad the first time I saw it. And this was, like, 96 this came out, or 97? Um right around there, James. And I don't know that I saw it in theaters, but I, I honestly... I, I wish I... I wish I knew exactly when, but I feel like it's something that's just always been there in the wings Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. my, of my memory banks. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess pretty early. I don't know. I don't know about a theater, but I'm going to guess, you know, it was bought rented on video for, you know, as his kids around the holidays, it feels
2: very much like a renting on video movie.
0: Yeah. In case.
2: Yeah. uh, So I'm case Aiken as was introduced. Uh, I host some of the shows on the network and, Run our YouTube page and host the website. You know, like a lot, lot, lot of the back end stuff for certain POV. Um, but yeah, um, I, th- I think it's interesting that the three of us are doing this call about this movie because we're all about the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I also didn't see this in theaters. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like for a particular reason aside from it, it was like skewing, just like. It, it was in the like I was twelve. Um, and Pat, I know you and I are the exact same age, and Maddie, you're one year I younger. than yeah, I think I'm yeah. younger. Yeah, so you were like eleven. Yeah. So like we we were all in the space where we were probably starting to get to that point where we were having societal pressures to be like is this cool? Um, and like, yes. it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. So there's that, but we can't relate to the parent side of things. Like we're like, we're still in the, we're in between, right? We're not, yeah. we don't
0: relate to the parents or, but the kids are too young. Like we, we definitely us.
2: understand where the kids are coming from in this one. Yeah. Like, and, and like, I certainly remember the media blitzing that occurred with us all. Like it was, uh, was that. Cr- yes. Yes, it
0: was. <laughs> 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 blitzen, you cad.
2: <laughs> I'm a donner. Uh anyway, <laughs> um yeah, so it's like I, I remember the commercials like crazy. I remember thinking like, okay, that's that's all fun, but this also is like around the same time as like Batman and Robin, and there's like a bit of a like a pushback against the sort of campier presentation of superhero material, um, even though we all love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but it was just like when it specifically when it came out, it was like, yeah, I'll check it out, but I'm not gonna go like crazy to go see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it was like the following year that I like watched it on VHS.
0: I'm- I mean the Turbo Man aesthetic. I very much believe for that time because this is right in, I Power think Rangers. in between, yeah, Power Rangers and mm-hmm. in between the Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. So like, it, real very real movies mm-hmm. were being made yeah. that that looked more cartoonish than yeah. Turbo Man and Booster and Dementor. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so funny that you all say that too because like my family we didn't do the like christmas movie like going my sister Mm -hmm. would have been three so like i don't remember us seeing a particularly large amount of movies in this time unless it was like once during the summer also because even though like movies were kind of expensive so we would go to the second run movie theater in our town um but it would be like my dad and i would go or my mom and i would go just because my sister was still little so this was i guess one that we just didn't go see. I didn't actually see this until I was in high school in a marketing class. This was like put on midway through the year, right near Christmas break to actually talk about the large scale of, even though it was a fashion marketing class, the idea of marketing and demand, because we were also living through um, like this was tickle me Elmo time.
0: Yeah, it was just
1: yeah. before, it was just before Furbies I think, cause I think Furbies were like 98 oh.
0: Yeah, this My is very dad. of that time of like there's every Christmas, mm-hmm. every holiday season, there's a hot toy that's impossible yeah. to find. I actually have a – you might – I don't want to steal your thunder, no, Matty. I, I have a, a trivia about this movie about as it Please specifically relates. Throw it that, out. For why it was written. Yeah, so this movie yeah. was yeah. inspired by – Toy Story, which also, if you mm-hmm. want to feel old, I keep. I feel like a lot of us will default to. If you were to just guess, like throughout a year, when did the first Toy Story come out? I feel like a lot of us would be like, right? It's like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like in my brain, I always think of it like ninety nine, two thousand. But it's like, mm-hmm. God, it's, that movie's that old. Mm-hmm. Um, so the writer of the movie of this movie had a terrible experience trying to find a Buzz Lightyear toy, <laughs> and that inspired this movie. Mm-hmm. So it it was a oh, very real thing. The,
2: the Wikipedia page actually says Power Rangers, and that one read oh uh, appropriately to me because I remember like like I said we lived through these like 90s crazes yeah. like um and like specifically the Dragonzord figure yeah. was the one mm-hmm. I thought that they were probably talking about because well my internet
0: remember. article is more reliable than yours, case. So I, I mean it could,
2: it's it's they
1: all of both these are things. probably very true. Yeah. Well, it's also weird to think about that like season two of Mighty Morphin and toy story are the same year like that is a mind fuck to me like that's so strange but also like that is the 90s but they both make sense because i remember because power rangers debuted in like august um uh, September time. And so, but they had toys ready to go for Christmas, but not many. And mm-hmm. my mom, they, they didn't search hard. We had a big Toys R Us in our town. And so like, I got a Black Ranger that year. Cause it was the only one that the store had when my mom went in to look. Um, and then like two or three years later, uh, a year later, she, like, <laughs> to find the white tiger's Zord and stuff they went to maryland and they went to north carolina to find toys so it's like it makes sense of this time um also when you've got go ahead pat
0: no no, sorry go ahead oh uh
1: but also like when you've got like with talking about like batman and robin that like kenner was involved in the movie design process this feels very much of that time as well so it's it's also that time where they're turning previous action stars into like romantic leads or like Mm -hmm. comedy leads. And so I'm sure in some boardroom on paper, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad in a movie together about two warring dads trying to get a power Rangers like toy made a ton of sense. I don't know as an adult, how well I think this pans out. Uh, Yeah.
0: I have a pin on
1: yeah because I know
0: ahead. there are some listeners that are probably screwed. So both case and I are correct. So there was an original screenwriter named Randy cornfield who cites cabbage patch kids and power Rangers. And then it was rewritten by Chris Columbus. And he had the personal anecdote of trying to find the buzz light year. Yeah. Tour. Like,
1: like Christopher Columbus, who also did like home alone in rent. Yeah. I, I or, believe, or not home I alone. Uh, uh, Art. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh harry potter one and two that man's that that man's that man's filmography is the weirdest fucking thing in the world because i was looking at something else that might have been gremlins and i was like are you kidding me like uh adventures in babysitting oh yeah it is home alone home alone too yeah his mrs doubt like he is the weirdest fucking
0: which is weird uh, too because he's not credited on imdb it's still just randy cornfield
2: That was probably a weird. Well, Chris Columbus is uh, the producer on it. So he may have done a writing pass on it and uncredited. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Oh, and of course. Or or just help develop the ideas. I mean, the the point is that like, this is the nineties for anyone who's Mm -hmm. wondering, like, um, Oh yeah. (laughs) it's funny so like in prepping for this episode i i uh, was looking looking to see if any of us on the network had covered the the movie because like i um i did a video on turbo man for the men of steel superman analog series on our youtube Mm -hmm. channel um and i had rewatched it recently at the at the time but i was like curious just like where else, uh, like what other conversations people had Mm had. And uh, there is an episode of Let's Rewatch, but it's before you came on board, Pat. Right. Um, And it's funny because like they're talking about how this is quote unquote nineties as fuck. Like, it's, you know, it is the the era of like the in 64 craze. It is the Mm -hmm. you know, like this is the era where people started talking about Black Friday as sort of that like, oh, isn't it funny that people storm into like the Walmarts and so forth? Like this is the start Mm -hmm. of that area Mm -hmm. uh, before we get into like the crazier periods uh now and like with internet shopping it kind of changes it also because like you know there are certainly holiday crazes but like oftentimes that like some of that is like bot scamming or like Mm -hmm. like like looking Mm -hmm. to scalp everything and like you know the 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 game has changed from the like we have to like line up at those at the store before it opens to pick it up Mm -hmm. kind of stuff like not that that doesn't exist anymore at all but like it was you know televised news in the 90s like it was just like can you get over this stuff that like Mm -hmm. these toys are so popular you know Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: I mean, my I, dad yeah. has stories about like calling like 10 different. Remember this name from the past? Toys R Us uh, and yeah. looking for like certain toys mm-hmm. and RIP to a real one.
1: Well, I went. I was in Macy's the other day with a friend, and there was a giant Jeffrey the giraffe cutout that was like, "Check out the new Toys R Us on floor two of Macy's." And you go up, and they've literally appropriated half the floor and have turned it into a Toys R Us of like the hottest toys, and they're somehow more expensive than they were when they closed three years ago, because uh, that's always been Toys R Us being a little more expensive than everybody else. But they had the good stuff, so you went. So I guess let's jump in and start with the. Conversation of it's 90s as fuck. And I think we're so nostalgic right now, especially the internet because Gen Z is discovering the 90s and i don't want to use the word appropriation because we should save that for real things that are appropriated mm-hmm. uh there are great paying, homage, of to. paying homage um yeah. a loving tribute if you will uh, i would in, i would also say that gen z is improving 90s style in many ways
0: um i'm just gonna say though <laughs> gen z if you're any gen z listeners that's fine you're, you're welcome to enjoy our 90s pop culture but you got to stop bullying us on tiktok and social media for how cringy us millennials are. Okay. Leave us alone. Let us be, let us relish in our cringe. We're aware. My new,
1: my new mind. Fuck this week is the millennial pause. That everyone's making fun of us. And I was like, yes, it's because back in the day, we would record whole videos. We wouldn't pause. And then we'd realize that 30 minutes of footage is gone. Also, Case can attest to this that I still do this because we did an interview with two Power Rangers actors and I panicked 10 minutes in because I thought I hit record and I didn't. So that is why we Millennium pause. Do not leave us alone. We're doing our best. I'm tired (laughs) and I can't afford a house. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) So We're going to jump in uh, because we all are very opinionated people, but I think always in constructive ways, very helpful ways. So let's talk about as people who actively were old enough to remember this time and remember our kind of place in it as kids, um, rewatching this. I probably do it once every five years or so, because this isn't until a few years ago, it would only be streaming for like a week or two around Christmas. And then you couldn't find it. Cause like, sometimes you'd be like, Oh, it's May. I kind of want to watch jingle all the way. And you just couldn't, it's like uh, when you wanted to watch Christmas vacation and God, you h- hope you have a DVD of it. Cause it's the one national lampoons movie that was always really hard to find on streaming until HBO max now and things. But um, I think I actually had to rent this one on Amazon because I don't have the Showtime add-on to my HBO or Hulu. I don't remember. It was fine. Uh, But watching this as adults, and Pat, as someone with kids, Mm -hmm. what is your adult perspective perspective of this movie, and what is your adult perspective of how the adults are written? Because I think this is a prime example of it was written by adults, but I don't think any of these people, except maybe the wife, is a real yeah. person. Yeah, Rita uh,
0: Wilson is very—I feel like very—and we got to get
1: another way first. We have Star Wars' greatest actor of all time in this movie.
0: Uh, I'm just little kidding. Annie. L- Lil Anakin. Jake Lloyd. Anakin. Jake yeah.
1: Lloyd. You know what? I this is a podcast where I will not talk shit on Jake Lloyd because
0: he, uh, I mean, yeah, he's a child, and he's a it, child,
1: and, and what he has received from the Star Wars fandom is bullshit. Uh, it I mean, was not his it, fault. It's, but uh, God, I'm covering I love Star Wars, but I'll be a, covering fandom Phantom Menace in the next year, so that'll be Fan- fandom Menace. <laughs> fandom yeah. Menace yeah. Phantom Menace. fandom <laughs> Menace. When we get there, but yeah, so go ahead. I guess Pat, if you want to start, just kind of unpacking this as an adult and we'll talk about the nostalgia things that we like in a bit because i think yeah. it's better to end on a high note but, but i
0: mean there, this definitely falls into like there's uh, there's countless uh movies and shows that have the trope of the overworked parent who doesn't spend enough time with their family but it's also like i always what's funny even even as a even as an adult i empathize a bit and even as a, even as a kid i still remember being like yeah but if they don't do the job that you won't have nice your house or something, you know? So it's kind of, even as a young lad, I feel like the, 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 the notions of capitalism, bad were creeping in there despite my conservative upbringing Mm -hmm. of capitalism, bad. But um, yeah, I I feel like everyone literally reader Wilson is the only Liz, uh, (laughs) Liz uh, was the only pretty, the, the only, real adult i guess uh, martin mole as the radio dj is a was a real person yeah too um, yeah
1: absolutely
0: and then everyone else is a cartoon character
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's about it and then the, i feel like the kids were well written and well acted not just jake Honestly, lloyd's yeah. uh jamie and i remember his name jamie because arnold screams it so and many geez, times in the finale, in the climax uh so many times <laughs> And then uh, his friend who uh, Phil Hartman, or again, RIP to another real one, his yeah, son, yeah. Uh, is it John? Johnny? I don't know. I Johnny, Johnny. Yeah, I think it's Johnny. Johnny? Yeah. I feel like their interactions together were very authentic as far mm-hmm. as kids. Um, and then, you know, the whole the way they look at the world. And when he tells tell them, your parents should get a divorce, it was great for <laughs> Miller. Like,
2: right. <laughs> <'cause>
0: <laughs> there are
2: nuggets um, in this movie that are like really good. And that's like yeah. one of those good, yeah. good spots yeah, yeah. in there.
0: But then, yeah, pretty much everyone else is, is a caricature. Arnold is, is not a real person. Like, the stuff he does. Of course, Sinbad is not a real person. Their character. the <laughs> Everyone they interact with on this wacky adventure.
1: Some great cameos in this movie, Oh, though. yeah. There's- oh, yeah. Cast oh, well, is
0: to die for. To and, like,
1: obviously production values them.
2: are, too. Like, there's pirate yes. techniques. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's... Well, except... Like, <laughs> yeah, except the, the, the end, all the flying The jetpack sequence. I mean, it doesn't, look, yeah. like, it doesn't look amazing, but, like, no. you know... Like, yeah. it's a Christmas movie. Most of these uh-huh. are just, like, on the shot on the same back lot for, like, all the Hallmark yeah. movies. Like, mm-hmm. this is, mm-hmm. like, a shocking amount of production values in general going and on. Location, and location, like... Lo- yeah, I was gonna say, there's a lot of sets, and, like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of interesting set pieces, I mm-hmm. guess, would be a more accurate way of saying so, mm-hmm. Can
0: we jump in on the opening too, as far as... Not the opening, like, the fake commercial for Turbo the, Man, but the opening... The, the Christmas party? The Christmas party? I mean, again, very, very of that time, like, he, he's at the office Christmas party, but also... Our other – because it sounds like he's he's selling – so, A, hey, mattress salesman, weird choice, interesting choice uh-huh. of uh, – I don't know if the writers were just like, man, what's it, something a normal person does? And they, like, laid down to think about it, and they're like, oh, got mattress. it, Yahtzee mattress. <laughs> it just
2: feels like if, if you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger, pitch me what you think an average suburban dad is like. Yeah, <laughs> but also
0: it's like – it sounds like he's selling – He's like a wholesaler, where he's not selling to at the end user. He's selling to retailers. It sounds mm-hmm. like because he's selling, it's like order, it's like bulk orders he's taking mm-hmm. on the phone. So Christmas e- or d- December twenty third is that a is that a big time for if you if you if you manage a mattress store, um, is December twenty third a big day to order stock for the new year? Because he's taking massive orders I, at I mean, five PM. <laughs>
2: You got to understand from a writing perspective. They're they're definitely coming from from he's working on Christmas Eve doing, and then they have parentheses job, and then continue, yes. continue on with their life, and then later on, like went and did like a word replacement.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are little things I, I find cute. I like the number one customer bit cute. And then he says it to yeah. his wife, mm-hmm. "You are my number one customer." Ah, uh, <laughs> he's. <laughs> <laughs> we get this is definitely uh, top tier in the Arnold noises category oh, i said oh, they yeah. let him they let him grunt and moan and, and growl and yarl arnold yarl a lot in this yeah
2: i mean they they knew what the strengths of arnold in a comedy were by yeah. this point like this is not his first rodeo in terms of being a comedic actor uh is, you know this is yeah he, he's been he's done his kindergarten cops at this point he's done his juniors <laughs> yeah yeah
1: it's so case what about you what What were just some things that you you are finding on rewatch as an adult that are you know a little different than maybe when you've watched it when you were
2: younger uh you know i i think looking at it because like at, at when i was younger i understood that this was not like a good movie mm-hmm. um uh, like and i i don't mean to be bashing on it because i actually think i'm warmer to it now than i was then mm-hmm. i think i was disappointed that it didn't know where it wanted to be and that bummed me out more than it does now because i see I, I see them looking at it and they're they're not doing the work to truly love any of the the sort of genres mm-hmm. that they're playing with in mm-hmm. this. All like they don't really understand the sort of nerdy toy fandom like what makes a toy cool and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's going on there like it kind of feels like someone who grew up watching the, the 60s batman uh trying to write for yeah. the kids in the 90s boosters yeah. cool
0: I'd want to boost her. And everyone booster acts like booster sucks. Cool. Well, but yeah. I, yeah. And I
2: get like that one character is yeah. just not going to be as cool. It's the Applejack scenario for my mm-hmm. little pony kind of stuff. Like, you... oh, Matt, Maddie's giving me the face, but you know that all the merch is always left over at the Applejack,
1: <laughs> Applejack and Fluttershy. It's I love too. Applejack. But I like, yeah,
2: uh, it the like it's it's such a surface comedy and they brought in good people but they don't spend enough time for the adult side of it all like the mm-hmm. the commentary on like the craziness of like trying to deal with kids and their ever-changing sort of interests. like i know w- that i put my parents through hell going from like he-man to turtles to power rangers real quick uh from the perspective of like oh yeah those that was only like three years right there but mm-hmm. like for me it felt like this is the most important thing and this is the most important thing um so there, like, there is a social commentary that they could have really played up as more of like an adult thing, and then for the kids, like, they don't get the stuff that like kids found cool. Right? They they wanted to do zany comedy with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad mm-hmm. and like toy stores and stuff, and those are funny moments, but they're actually like, like, you're you're teasing us with the the sort of the like, yeah. you know the things mm-hmm. that the kids like, and then you're moving into these these comedy bits, which would have been fine, but we were then like kind of we felt like it was a bait and switch. Um, as an adult, I'm like, you know what? It's all like none of it is great but all of it there's a lot of fine going mm-hmm. on in all this all like I like the ideas that they're really working with mm-hmm. um I you know I like the Turbo Man stuff I both the commercial at the beginning and at the end I think it's like cool I think it's crazy that this is the closest we've ever gotten to having arnold schwarzenegger as like a superman type mm-hmm. in a movie you know like he's been hercules he's been conan he's been you know terrifying things he was mr freeze but we didn't get him as like a superhero ever mm-hmm. like or yeah. a retired superhero now somehow like how did that not occur ever mm-hmm. like it's crazy this is the, this is the time this is the time we oh, see oh i him love flying.
0: that idea him as like a retired like cynical disillusioned superhero oh, yeah. who doesn't want like the reluctant mentor okay. to a new superhero it's like forget it it's not worth it they'll just hate you in the end.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean and like because he's got the cultural cachet for it all. Yeah. So yeah. you know they they never lean into that. They never lean into the fun. Like uh listening to the Let's Rewatch episode talking about it, it's like it's really weird that like it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger living in this like town and they never comment on it. You know yeah. Like, I kept thinking about that when we get to the, the reindeer scene, where, or, or rather the radio call-in for the reindeer yeah. scene. And it's, like, such an easy call-in. So, like, yeah. Yeah. like, that should have been an instant win. If it was something that was, was like, some uh, obscure Germanic folktale Christmas thing, and you tie that in be him being, like... Well, I American was a little Christmas boy thing. in Austria. Exactly, you, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: My also, nona would tell the tale.
2: <laughs> well,
1: there's also this idea that he doesn't have the dialect to everyone else. Like it just doesn't because, I'm sorry. Even with the voice modulator, how did they not know it was him?
2: I know the fact that oh, we his whole face too. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's one of those like Clark Kent glasses yeah. thing, I guess. And I that's, you, know, you guys that's, didn't
0: realize the Twin Cities has a pretty significant Austrian immigrant population.
1: I mean, I, I'm making
0: that out. I'm just completely, but, but like, but you'd be surprised. I don't then, think you're wrong though. But like the Midwest
1: <laughs> with the cheese and the beer. Cause yeah. like twin cities is near Wisconsin. I think, uh, correct me. Someone will. Um, like I would believe that there was a large German settler population, Austrian settler population out there. Like I would believe that. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not even a thing. I just, yeah, we don't have a background for anyone else. And I guess that's also this kind of movie you, it is. It is just supposed to be kind of a modern comedic parable, if mm-hmm. you will, um, including a uh, Jim Belushi a cameo yeah. as mm-hmm. Dirty Santa, which I well believe. all over, like Curtis Armstrong yeah. as mm-hmm.
0: Booster, as Booster, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love like, Curtis yeah. Armstrong, he and, voice. Hey, and, Phil Morris as Gale Force. I know. I, I know it from the Doom Patrol show as Silas sorry, Stone,
1: the best fucking name ever. Gale <laughs> uh, Force. I was like honestly that's a weather name and a porn name and i am fine with either because he was so handsome i was just like Ooh, woo. Um, and i love the like courtney uh like pre-courtney cox in in um screen yeah. and i'm just saying that because it was there the, the weather girl uh, which i thought for a split second was a marissa Tomei, and i wonder if they tried to get marissa Tomei and went with the marissa Tomei type for mm-hmm. the other because that would have been a but also uh We'll get to it, but I want to bring up Chris Parnell. uh, Yeah, his first film uh, role. Yeah. uh, It was just, you know, this was for me, a lot of the same things that I think they, the bits were too long because they took too long to lead up to them. And I also Mm -hmm. think in many ways you could see the male writer's room who were kind of making fun of a lot of social issues and things that were also hot button issues for the time. And it was their way of like making fun of them. Mm-hmm. So the like stranger danger and don't touch my children with Arnold in the ball pit with the, Which, the, the bowl cut little, little kid.
0: Honestly, that part strains the most credulity for me, uh, credulity. Yeah. Um, as opposed to even the jetpack, where it's like, I feel like he would just walk up to the mom and be like, "Excuse me, your daughter has a, a ball. I really need. It's got a number. It's for a lottery for a toy. You know, like, can, yeah. can we please get that from her? I need that." Or I would just lie and be like, "It's my baby's ball, like favorite toy." Yeah. And you know, as a fellow parent, if the if the toddler doesn't get their toy, you know, and I feel like the mom would just be like, "Okay, give it here, sweetie." You know, instead of chasing, yeah. I get it. It's yeah. comedic, and he's ch- he's chasing. Yeah. He's big I- Arnold chasing the kid through the tube slide and stuff like that. And but yeah. Yeah, I think then- like this is
2: a script written by people who are like Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie, yeah. like the the dad who's fucked up enough times, and they finally yeah. are like, "Oh God, we need to like." Start like I've learned the lesson of like actually being there for my child. Let me write a screenplay about how I've learned this lesson. Now isn't it amazing? Yeah. But it's like a lesson <laughs> they learned like five minutes ago. Not like, yeah. not like a thing that they've like taken to heart and, and like lived with for years.
1: It also feels like a script written by people who enjoy comedy, so they think they're going to be able to write a comedy. Uh, just in mm-hmm. many ways, because again, it feels like a lot of things like, were thrown at the wall. And when they all stuck, they didn't edit from there. Um, Wouldn't it be so
0: funny if a bunch of people thought he was a predator, (laughs) like a child predator? that's what that, that's like that's what it sounds like it was in the writer's room yeah. or something
1: yeah wouldn't that be funny because like that's not something that happens like this is just str- you yeah. know because this is still also like satanic end of satanic panic but also like the a million moms conservative like this was about the same time that we would have them like a year later boycotting hunchback like because of like satanic things in disney because of gay days like this is that time so it does feel like um men who are better than everybody being like uh isn't this fucking stupid about things that don't exist and it's like no these things were a problem because this was also yeah. like just before like the katie Kristen list and sophia silva uh abductions and murders happened like you know it's it's one of those things that like you it, the 90s were also this time of constant news cycle like that we were getting we were becoming a product of that 24 hour news cycle. So it's a lot of the things that like you, that, you know, the toy shops that probably like people hitting each other for tickle me Elmo maybe wouldn't have made news well actually that's a lie because in the 70s cabbage patch kids made the news constantly so mm-hmm. that is whatever then uh i t- i recant But that's that. the that's the first yeah. of, of like exactly a long line of this yeah stuff. yeah and, like, and so it, 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 <laughs> hit,
2: it hit its peak like right here it, at this time and so we made a movie about with, it
1: with beanie babies just yeah. after this like it's right. you know yeah. it's
0: um and that could still exist today case that hit it on the head earlier if they remade this movie today it'd be about a dad like hunting down the IP address of someone who used bots to buy up (laughs) all the PS5s and then they to break
2: into an Amazon fulfillment center
1: (laughs) (laughs) well or it would be neckbeards like neckbeard milady bros that he's battling against because it's about the adult collectors buying up the children's Mm -hmm. toys which as an adult collector I also have to say I would never want to have kids because I'm already expensive enough and I know all the things I don't buy that I wouldn't be able to explain to a child why I could not buy for them also I would not but can we talk about the $20 action figures that are pushed towards kids today? And as a parent, I would be damned, I would mm-hmm. be damned. <laughs> but you know, it's just I there is a fun movie in here again, it is great. It, it was a popcorn muncher, it's one of those that. The heart and the idea of a really heartwarming movie is in there, but you know from the beginning he's going to win the day. He's yeah. going to find a way to it's, get a. Turbo it's classic, Man. yeah.
0: Family holiday movie. It's not. Yeah. It wasn't boring. It's not boring. You know no, what I mean. It's not. not it's not cinema, all. but it's not boring. It's entertainment. It's good. Um, I feel like not to grab the wheel and jerk it yeah, to the left, but I, I, I we got to talk about Ted. We got to talk about oh, yeah. to, Th- that. Well, yeah, was,
1: that was yeah. my absolute next thing. Like that <laughs> yeah. was, well, it's interesting. Put that point ha- down. <laughs> it,
0: Put the cookies? down. Those are my cookies. It's
1: so, uh, oh, Liz's cookies are so good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, but it's. Fun, fun fact. This is like that exchange is like one of the few times I've actually used the sound of footage in a video on on a cpov youtube channel because yeah. like like i'm super afraid of like copyright claims so yes. like uh if i use footage i try to like keep it like very short and cut up mm-hmm. that's the one spot where i actually use the audio mm-hmm. <laughs> So so good have
1: to i yeah you have to but it is One, I did think it was interesting to show this man in the 90s when we were still like, I mean, like NASCAR was the most popular thing ever. Everybody wanted to be Jeff Gordon, who I will still attest is the gayest man in NASCAR. Um, I've said it. Uh, But like to have that character just on the surface be doing the women's things, because normally we see the divorced mom. Not the mom who left, and the divorced no. dad has been left, and then to because normally he's painted as a hero, but it is funny to see him as like the the like sweater vest glasses being the like sexual appetite of yeah. every woman. On I, I have a serious yeah. question.
0: Um yeah, please. Does this is the one mom early in the in the movie um, does her porch light actually need fixing? Literally, or is it a figurative porch light? I,
2: I, I don't <laughs> think it did until she broke it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to say when she unscrewed it a little because
1: she wants to get uh she wants to hold the ladder for him. So she oh silly
0: me, the light bulb was just loose type stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm I'm just a dumb frail woman whose husband is a trucker on the road and isn't here. Oh no. <laughs> okay. I I mean Phil Hartman is an icon and we lost him way too way too soon. I was just watching Kiki's Delivery Service and he's just. Mm-hmm. He is such an iconic voice. And also just like having him in a same movie with like Martin Mall like he was a similar kind of character actor to Martin Mall They have those really animated faces and he has a punchable face too, which I think they really lean into. But like he's gross. Like the character is so fucking mm-hmm. gross.
0: I mean <laughs> – did you know? Sorry, I sometimes when I do shows like this, I'll just quickly look up like fun facts about you know just I'm curious. Please do yes. Um, Phil Hartman wrote his own little mini backstory for the character and why he oh, has I, all this time and stuff to be. I want to hear. About it. I hear it's about it. it's really it's like one sentence, but it's he he sued his former employer for headaches caused by toner fumes and got like a big payout and now just hangs around the neighborhood.
2: He is that dude. He absolutely yeah. is that dude. So, like, uh, this this kind of goes back to our, our thesis on, like, or our theory on, like, how this was written or, like, who would be the type writing mm-hmm. this? Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, because, like, there's this element of, you'll pardon the expression here because, it's, like, where it's, like, look at this dweeb slash beta cuck. Like, mm-hmm. there's this element mm-hmm. of, like, look. not get at, him, the, bro. Well, this more effeminate man versus like from the at least from the vantage point of like the scriptwriters mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, versus big manly man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He he works his career. He works hard for his family and for his personal glory kind of element. Mm-hmm. But isn't that more respectable than this person who like spends time with women? You know, mm-hmm. like it, it, there's some real toxic masculinity stuff going on there. And the fact that he's the antagonist in the situation mm-hmm. is, you know, speaks volumes about the people who are making it.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is also the, the high point of that self-made man era coming out of the Reagan eighties of, you know, everybody had a friend whose dad was a local business owner who seemed to be rolling in money for like local wise. Um, and so it is, it is very much that like that they chose that for Arnold's character because they thought that was what, you know, that's what everybody still rooted for at the time. Um, Where now we'd be like, oh, he's the local guy who underpays all of his uh, employees and employs people that are too young or things who aren't going to question how much they're making. But, you know, it is also that idea that they were kind of building Arnold's character to be so likable and what most men wanted to achieve um, and work through their one character flaw of being a too hard of a worker um, mm-hmm. versus you know, the other guy who was probably what most, you know it's it's the nerd you made fun of, so you're justifying that nerd becoming a bad dude because you're the good dude kind of deal. Uh, you know it's it's just so weird uh but also i love that liz gets her comeuppance over him not arnold like he's running in to save her uh but yes but she's the one that's like fuck you you piece of shit which i really appreciate for rita wilson because she's an icon and a legend
0: and I yes adore yeah. her yeah. it's not it's not arnold running in like get away from my wife it's her like making taking the agency and throwing the eggnoggle over him or whatever yeah. the hell and yeah yeah uh um, well
2: and she doesn't put up with this shit earlier in the movie either like absolutely. she's weirded out by the way other women are into it which mm-hmm. i i'm assuming that he has an active sexual relationship with multiple women in the block already like as opposed mm-hmm. to just the flirtatious mm-hmm. one. Oh yeah you know uh and, and so she's already like put off by it and there's times when like like there are shots where he like tries to put his arm around her and then she like mm-hmm. pull, like pulls mm-hmm. away and stuff yeah. so it is like nice that we like set up this through line of the of, of this character not going or like not yeah. being fooled by him um
0: Beyond, she's the be- I mean, she's the best the- person yeah. oh, in this yeah. movie.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh, 100%. yeah. Well,
1: and it's clearly, it's that thing of, it's that idea of you always want what you can't have. And so that's why he's mm-hmm. pursuing her so hard. Also, because he probably, I also like to think that like, he's been doing this for years and he's that kind of guy. So again, the guy who rips off his workplace with like yeah. phony lawsuits, or he's the one who got them, you know, they never have to pay when they go to the sizzler because he slipped and broke his hip or something. Like he's yeah. that guy.
0: And I could see and you have Arnold who is like, maybe like the ultimate conquest or something yeah. in his mind, where if I can get yeah. that guy's
1: mm-hmm.
0: wife, which yeah. also like it's one line. But I feel like there's too many movies with Arnold as a normal person where they don't acknowledge that he's fucking Arnold. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger Yeah, where he says the line. You can't bench press your way out of this one. I'm like, thank you. Like, it's weird when he's in a movie and it's not acknowledged that he's when he's in his like in the 80s through the 90s body of like. It's weird that we're not acknowledging that you are a, a comic book superhero in real life. Like. The way you look. It's such
2: a weird job. Like, if he mm-hmm. worked in the factory or if, like, he owned the factory, you know, like, there, there's a vibe of, of him that feels like George Banks from Father of the Bride. Uh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, but like a little earlier in his career or something to that effect. Like, if he owned the company and he was constantly moving shit around, like, oh, we've got to get this out for, you know, for Christmas Eve sales or something like that and was physically, like, you could set up him having that physique just by virtue yeah. of, like, being like, oh, yeah, like he's constantly. Well, you could just be pre- obsessed.
0: I mean, I know people that are in, that are, that have, like, office day jobs, but do like amateur bodybuilding. So it's yes, like but, they, but they also, sit at a desk all day, but they're it, like, they're jacked as hell dad in
2: terms of actually yeah. like paying attention yeah. to his family. Yeah. So like, in terms of like, well, like, cause like Pat, you know how much work it takes to stay in that kind of shape Yeah, and you put in the time for your family too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 I think it
1: also plays to that of all of those guys that played college football, but were never going to be pro, but, but, a lot of them think they still look like that 20 years later. And so having him kind of be- Why like are you attacking me
0: them. on your- why, would you, why did I not even get invited here I'm, to become attacked?
1: I'm sorry. You were the last person I would attack because I know. you're just like a <laughs> swole dad. So like- <laughs> You're like, come on We, now. we neither would want
2: to. We're also a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Did I
1: upset you? Ooh, no, <laughs>
2: um, listen,
1: we're here to, we are here to, to puff up our friends. That is the whole thing. I am here to, to elevate the homies and you are one of the homies. Uh, but I think it is also just, I think they're this movie was built for who they thought it was going to be. And this feels like a dad comedy movie. So yeah. the dads would be like, this is the movie we're going to see kids. Um, also, cause it's Schwarzenegger. So like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, mm, yeah, it is one of those things. I, I, I'm so glad that you brought that up though, Pat, because this is the thought I've had. Case, we talk about this in every time we talk about superhero movies a lot, where it's like in the Marvel movies, everybody's hot, but nobody's horny. This is that thing of what happens in the era now that we are post the boom of superhero movies and everybody has superhero bodies. So like... Chris Evans in his career now, mostly playing villains or like not great people yeah. makes a ton of sense. Or like with Chris Hemsworth, that big golden retriever boy, when he was in ghostbusters, they made a comment about how hot he was and how muscular he was. And he got to be funny. And I still attest that ghostbusters is why we got Thor Ragnarok. I will die on that Hill. Um But yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think it's that thing of like, we need to acknowledge that these people, one, have worked their ass off in the Hollywood machine to keep that body. Um, You know, because like, we all remember Chris Evans as Johnny Storm naked in the snowbank it was uh, pivotal for many of us. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things that I also appreciated that moment that they called him out for just being this big hulking dude, because that is what men are told to aspire to be. And so mm-hmm. when you've got a whole world, when you've got no one else looking like that, but that person, like call it out. Cause everybody else is yeah. like, like, especially next to Sinbad and like Chris, uh, the uh, uh, Ted character who are like normal looking dads of the time and all kind of what we all look like now. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's one of those things that, I was so happy that line was in there just because it is something that we rationally need to deal with when we're telling stories now. Yeah. Now. But
2: let's. Yeah. But it is Phil Hartman get delivering that line. And so like, exactly. again, right. there's there, this definitely feels like the Jocks screenplay. Oh and like, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. like, I enjoy this movie, but there is a, <laughs> like, there is certainly a, a level of cynicism and a single minded, single mindedness to the point of view that is producing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it is
0: but there is such a thing as like like malicious niceness or like uh-huh. mali- and he like like going out of your way i i would be annoyed with a lot of the stuff He not just trying to like
1: oh yeah hit on
0: my wife but like the like come into my house and just putting lights up or something like that oh, like yeah. you know yeah, it's, absolutely yeah not. like mm-hmm. this is my yeah. It, yeah it's just very like oh i'm doing and that's there is a there is a way you can like be nice, but in a malicious way, kind of a yeah. passive aggressive way. Yeah. 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 And it's like
2: you can have an off putting kind of effect on on people. Yeah. And like, you know, that that could have, like you said, been there regardless of him using it as it's, a way to try to worm in. It's the
0: physical but... it's like in the physical world. It's like an action version of giving someone un- unasked advice, like mm-hmm. unsolicited yeah, yeah. advice where it's like, but I think I, the
2: movie then actually kind of like ruins that aspect of it by, by making Hartman someone who is trying to sleep with everyone or like, or rather maliciously trying to sleep with Liz specifically. Like it's one thing if like he's, if other like if divorcees are sleeping with him or if like, I mean, I guess if other people are just like down for it and like putting themselves out there, It is a different type of thing versus him trying to insidiously insert himself uh, by way of that into it all. Mm -hmm. And that sort of sets up, again, like there there is this like toxic masculinity vibe of the whole thing where it's just like everyone who's being nice to my wife is just trying to sleep with her kind of like uh, like patriarchal kind of bullshit right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Where it's again, like, I come down liking this movie more now than yeah. I used to, but yeah. like it's you can certainly see the cracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So I guess this is a really good time to pivot to talk about everything that we actually really liked. Because we've we've been dancing around oh. it a little bit. I think the first big thing for me, and it's because we've like case you work in film, I work tangentially in theater and film. And so, like, Pat, you were in this sphere as well. The 90s went off on production design and like using yeah. real locations and this movie, the toy store scenes alone yeah, were massive. And then using the mall of America, which they premiered this movie at mall of America, which I thought was really fun because oh, cool. this was also back when like everybody wanted to go to the mall. Yes. Yeah, so kids
0: see kids, anyone, uh, mm-hmm. born like at 2000 or later, listen to this malls were places that were like lots of physical stores in one big, big building. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's funny. So this was actually filmed in the twin cities and on the set design, as far as making it look cold out, cause it was like a heat wave when they filmed it. I don't know if you know that it was a hundred degrees when he was in the, when they did the parade scene too, in the turbo. like,
1: Holy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they said that turbo man suit or like the suits were really hot. And, um, but yeah, like it, they did a good job of making it look cold and the mm-hmm. city was vibrant and full mm-hmm. and lived in. And yeah, absolutely. I, I can't believe we've gone this long without talking about Simbad too.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the man. One, he's just hilarious, and I appreciate him now that he's like kind of reemerged because yeah. he disappeared for a while. Also, we have this whole cognitive internet culture where I too feel like I remember the genie movie that he was in oh, that never that's existed.
0: Just uh, case you know, we talk. Go ahead, yeah, case. I know. Yeah, oh, please
1: won't... do. Please tell me. Please tell me. I I don't know. Uh, so please. so okay, there so is he, the Shaq he, 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 movie, yeah. Kazam.
0: The Star Shack. Yes. Go ahead. And then case. Uh, All right.
2: So then there was a parody of that, that Sinbad was in on all that. A sketch.
0: Okay. As a genie. So it's like
2: an SNL type situation where like, if an actor who was not in that movie but was in the parody of it and then people just kind of remember that yeah. better which mm-hmm. i didn't see that sketch apparently because like i was like i didn't either. hell yeah, yeah same gaming? here i never
0: saw it and i'm like no what are y'all talking about it's kazam with shack right he with loves Shaq, peanut butter right, french yeah. toast like, well, he makes no, it fly through see- the air and into his mouth like i've seen that movie thought, a million times he I makes it rain candy
1: both of them and that's the thing is i remember the shack one oh. because it's when we were saying that basketball players could be actors <laughs> looking at you space jam too um but yeah so i mean simbad is wonderful and now that he's kind of re-emerged and has actually been a really positive voice for this idea of like uh mm-hmm. can't not cancel culture and comedy but being like you don't need to literally uh marginalize whole groups with your comedy in order to be relevant yeah. and like called out dave Chappelle but everything so like i just also appreciate him because i love different world when he was on the show like he's so great in this film even though he's playing the shittiest dad his introductory (laughs) scene though
0: i don't know i i feel like you could see it on arnold's face when he's when they're outside the toy store and he's introduced and he's going on his rant about like Uh they're doctrine they're sending subliminal messages i don't know how many takes it would have taken me to have a stone face through all of that because oh my god it was delightful
1: and, well, I mean, living in Florida, that is my daily experience. Just going to the store is always being around that person. Mm-hmm. So, like, I appreciated that so much because it sets him up in such a way uh, to. But it, it's, I it's weird having him be like demonizing the mail service aspect of it because that was just like
2: guys through the time again this is such a broey movie where it's just like look at all those like like oh they're going postal those postal workers ah did, like they're all going did, did crazy ex- and whatnot did it happen
0: one time was that like one yeah i'm, I'm looking at
2: I, I i mean regardless like it became a meme in a way yeah. that it was definitely like yeah overstating it all but like you know when you think back on that like that whole like that the mimetic nature of like oh this job is so brutal and it's causing people to go nuts mm-hmm. like at the time was just seen as the sort of like weird kind of funny thing but when you're looking back you're like oh this is the same abuses that like we're talking about with the amazon delivery drivers peeing in yeah. bottles while they drive and mm-hmm. it's like literally the same circumstances too mm-hmm. just like with better insurance at the time for them in the '90s. Oh, yeah. like- oh
0: jesus there were actually a lot <laughs> of post office yeah i mean it was it was the it was the the
2: the predecessor to the school shooting kind of way but either way like we were making fun of the people who were suffering under the systemic abuses that like pushed them to these points Mm -hmm. as opposed to like discussing how like oh we're kind of fucked up to the people who are doing jobs that are essential to society Mm -hmm. right a very
0: critical (laughs) public service yeah. yeah
1: which then also kind of brings me in to talk about the guy that plays the police officer who continues to show up, who is like this great Mm -hmm. old school actor who's lovely in it too. But Sinbad is like, you don't root for his dad, but also part of me is like, both of you are shitty dudes, but I know, I know Arnold's going to win out at the end of the day, but it is really nice that uh, Jamie's character does end up giving him the turbo man for his kid. Um, But yeah, it's Sinbad so good in this movie.
0: is the kid actually going to get it? Because that's evidence now. That's going. That's. He's that, he's getting arrested. You. That was my like,
2: thing. I was like shocked. I mean, they, they both should be in jail. They, yeah. Of course. Well, again, the white was, like, guy white gets male off. Perspective. Yeah. Be <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah like, I would yeah. get my shit back. Like, of yeah. course, I'm fine. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. I mean, they're but, they're both felons. They yeah. both committed multiple right. felonies in the course yes. of the day. Yeah. Um,
1: you, know, it, you know, it's. It is. You know, it is that universe where only certain people get held accountable for their actions because. Uh, what what, uh, what, justifies the beans at I like, the end of the day. I know? like the,
0: the narrative that the police are so dumb that they're only arresting Sinbad because he's dressed like the villain. And it's like, well, right, he's yeah. the bad guy. So we're, like, you're dressed like the hero. So we're letting you sure, go. Sure
2: is good that Turbo Man was
0: able to help us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also. Well, love... the police officer comes up and tells him, yeah, exactly. if you need a job, you'd be a great officer. <laughs> like... Oh, well, I mean, you know, it takes about six
1: weeks here in Florida to become a state police officer. Oh, my so God, here don't... you go, um, so, you know. Quick aside in that scene, though, <laughs>
0: yeah. that doll was is annoyingly big,
1: annoyingly big. Like that is a not playable size, and yeah, I get that it's, it's a, a little nation.
0: bigger
2: than like the the Power Rangers figures from the nineties. Well, Shut up, one, nerd. Well,
1: well, that one looked double <laughs> the size. So I'm also just going to tell everyone so that right big. now: you can go, big, yeah. you can go buy a Turbo Man at Walmart. It is a Walmart exclusive toy. um You can buy them. I saw them at my store the other day. They are twenty five doll hairs. Um, but, and, turbo it, man. It, and it is a Turbo. a <laughs> and I was just like I kind of don't want it unless it sounds like Arnold I have to be honest here and also where's Booster give me Booster but with real flocked fur and if I it's like Curtis Robert
0: Armstrong also. is the voice of Booster too. Absolutely.
1: Yes. okay also something I didn't realize till the end of the movie Booster's in a fucking gold Speedo on top of his fur right yeah. and <laughs> I am confusion well you don't because... want pink
0: werewolf what well, is he like a, he's like a wear saber tiger yeah wear were- like, sa- were- uh, tiger
1: all I could think of, though, is the, Pat, I don't know if this is a reference you'll get, but in case you'll get it, is the original wolf costume from the original Broadway cast of Into the Woods. Uh, that's all I can think Pat. of. So, Pat, um, the wolf in Into the Woods is played by one of the princes, and the costume was very wolf-like. It was very zoobily-zoo. <clears throat> But it had real molded genitalia on the outside of the furry costume that was massive. Like a giant fucking schlong on the outside of the costume. While he's singing to like 17-year-old Little Red. Little Little Girl. Which is why it was creepy when Johnny Depp like pursued to play that role. And now more things have come out about Johnny Depp after his court trial That happened this week. Who knows what will happen in December when this comes out we. Yeah. but yeah so that's what it was giving me i was like what is booster hiding like are we hiding it from the furries because uh, like what is happening
0: <laughs> oh yeah didn't you know that like pink wear saber-tooths are notoriously listen, well hung
2: listen not just that but they also have a uh, barbed phalluses and so like ah,
1: ah all i can think of is that part of wicked that got cut from the musical that is definitely in the book uh Listen, I'm surprised Bad Dragon hasn't done a booster uh, adult toy then yet. Oh, we are falling down the wrong kind of tangents today. Yeah. Well, so. here's a
0: tangent we talk about. Uh, yeah, another movie where, where Arnold punches an animal. You, he has the record for most on-screen animal punches.
2: <laughs> oh my god, it's so specific. I, I, like, I'm I'm sure that's true, and I hope that the numbers are like relatively small. Uh, like,
0: I I don't know all the films, but I saw a list. It was like so the reindeer in this. It was like obviously, two dogs, the camel two dogs, and, and two and, and camels, so. and a horse.
1: Yeah. Oh wow,
2: that's so much. I two mean, dogs. Conan did a lot of
0: lot of punching.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. it's
0: true. It's and then, and Nick then jokes
2: about the punching and the the successive movies. But yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Uh,
1: so I really want to talk about Chris Parnell for a moment and all okay. of the employees that we see because in a pre Karen age, I still working in retail could never have imagined. That being allowed to happen, but it is something I want to do every single day of
0: them, it, like laughing in his face. Oh,
1: and then going, this man's looking for a turbo man. And then the other woman going, girl, the, that redheaded woman. Yeah. So it's everything. And then the whole store just laughing at them because it's like, as an anxious person, it's what I feel everyone is doing at all times. But like sometimes people deserve public humiliation. Cool.
0: I like the scene from a storyteller from like a writing standpoint yeah. in the sense of it's like a good shor- it's a good shorthand of like it tells the audience like without telling them but it tells you mm-hmm. the- instead of just saying this is the hardest way to get it like helps them really understand like this is going to be a quest yeah. this yeah. is going to be a difficult uh, uh, McGuffin to a tank, like yeah. infamously yeah. sold out. Yeah.
2: Everyone knows it's sold out. Yeah. The, the one thing that
1: I wanted was when, because uh, we got that great '80s movie montage of the the neon toy signs, yeah, and mm-hmm. and him like picking up and like random clip art put in. But I wanted it to just be cacophonous, full of like animated faces going Turbo Man, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just they're all closing in on him, and then we just get a tight cut in of his face, and he's just like sweating and his eyes, eyes twitching, twitching. <laughs> yeah. yeah because then that next scene is when we really see him elevating into violence with marlin and i was just and then it devolves into the diner scene which of course it's a 90s movie there has to be a diner scene mm-hmm. and it has to look like the diner from the golden girls christmas episode it just has to uh, the old school american diner uh but yeah but like just stand out for chris parnell i love anytime he shows up he's the best part of rick and morty like you know there's just So much that Chris Parnell always does so well. And this is just chef's Mm -hmm. kiss. I mean, and that goes to all of the kind of the cameo, the small roles in this movie, they all showed up. Like everyone showed up to do, like I was just watching scream and in the, the scene where Sydney gets off the bus and you just have the one girl going Bye Sydney, we'll see you later. And she's like half torso out the window waving. And I was like, that girl earned her SAG card that day. She <laughs> earned that SAG card.
0: Do, do you know who the, um, the, the large Santa Claus,
1: he was a uh, wrestler, right? Yeah, the big show, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I looked him up oh, was a big show. <laughs> I looked him up because I was like, "Oh, hello, sir." because uh, that is just me watching movies uh, cause mm-hmm. I'm predictable in many ways, and that is one of them. And mm-hmm. which again made me go like I looked up a couple like of the the wrestling clips of him, and I was like, man, my friend who keeps trying to get me into wrestling is correct. I would love wrestling because it is theater theater. like it is just oh, yeah. the most ridiculous yeah. thing. that's what people
0: try to get it's like it's superhero soap opera
1: it really it truly is it truly (laughs) truly is Uh, what are some other things kind of as we're getting near the end what are just some things that you guys just because case i know you said you enjoy this more now as an adult what are just some of those like shining moments for you that think just really that just kind of tickle your funny bone even if they don't stand out they just really are those moments that work for you
2: I mean, I I do really like the uh, the like the underground Santa mm-hmm. kind awesome of thinking. black market. Yes, I think absolutely. that's it's yeah. a really fun setup, even though it like doesn't make sense that the Santas would be the ones with access to those toys. It, but like from a it, like I can see in the room trying to figure I out how you want to do.
0: Th- I have a theory because they know what the kids want because the kids are telling them, and they can oh, see so the desperation so on the. P- it out of, like, they can yeah. So they're
2: the scalpers. Like mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. Either way, it, it like okay. So there's a headcanon that makes it work even better. But like it, it it's all fine (laughs) like Mm -hmm. but and and, like having them all be dressed up as like santas and elves i think just really helps sell the you know this joke of a like oh we're doing a drug deal kind Mm -hmm. of situation
0: yeah
2: type thing or oh we've got these like these hot commodities and whatnot like oh but they're toys you know i think that all works there like there there's a lot of that scene that feels like we're, we're doing parodies of the movies that you were yeah. watching 10 years ago with Arnold, but now it's him yeah. as a, as a goofy dad, and instead of as like an undercover cop, yeah. which
0: I find Jim Belushi hit or miss, but he, he, this was, a, this worked for me. Jim oh, yeah,
2: that, was, that was a really good use of Belushi. Well, mm-hmm.
1: Actually the Santa thing for me kind of works because everybody in Santa costume, when they scatter, they don't know who to chase. And with the beard, technically you don't know who everyone is technically right and it's yeah. a large and also like, like
2: it's it, there is also the additional logic of that santas are make for very good thieves mm-hmm. because you can have them have a pillow under their stomach
0: mm-hmm. or like
2: to be fat when they walk in and they can take the pillow out and put a
0: large sack underneath. over their shoulder yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah like there's lots of ways that like the santa costume lends itself to thievery so easily they could be stealing shit from the stores too um, if if they wanted to set that up that that's why I think that set piece works really well mm-hmm. as opposed to like the mall of America stuff, which is like, it's because the mall of America was super popular and like yes. made for a good mm-hmm. pre-made visual mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't think necessarily was like that funny as much yeah. as it sounded like it'd be a funny scene, right. you know? Right. So I think like the Santa stuff, I think that really works and is honestly, I think the best part of the actual chase for the turbo man doll mm-hmm. in terms of like, Really, kind of selling the the weird absurdity Mm -hmm. that people are going through here as a you know versus just fighting at a store or then Mm -hmm. like the Turbo Man sequence at the end, fun as as it is, is so absurd that like you do have to take a step back at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's very correct. That is that's correct. the The thing is, for me, I know this is an inherently long movie, but this feels like a long movie. Like you keep going moment to moment. And I know it was one of those, that, like, I always want to get bits in when I'm doing something. I want to get as many bits in as I can, but I feel like there are a couple too many bits in this. And then also they get, cause they do a bit and then they elevate the bit and then they elevate it again. Like the, the radio scene that then elevates to then be a bomb scene to then mm-hmm. They both somehow yeah. get out of it. Like it's, yeah. there are so yeah. many of those that it's just,
0: I guess oh. a lot of improv. Uh, not not necessarily unexpected on Sinbad's part, but I guess Arnold would give it right back. Like he would play off like a lot of Sinbad's lines were Im- he improvised, and Arnold just went with it. And would, so. Yeah, but
2: I don't think those are the things that really made it drag. Like Maddie, I agree yeah. with you. I feel like it's ninety minutes, but it feels like a padded ninety minutes. Like this should have been like an hour long TV movie, but it's an yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, so it had to go to theater. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or I mean, 90 minutes is a good movie time. Cause to me it feels like two hours. So it feels like just that half an hour more, but I, you know, I think it's just cause we, we linger in some of those chases too long. Like that all of America chase could have been, it's like, I think six and a half yeah. minutes. It could have been three, right. the, you know, the, the going, the as funny as them running and you know Arnold because you know big muscle guys aren't necessarily <laughs> that like fast or that better uh, yeah <laughs> or like, don't look that in. fast
2: is it they, they don't know, look that
1: fast the thing with Sinbad throwing all of the mail out of the bag is funny in theory but like that was two and a half minutes and really on film that is so much time so it's really one of those things that like just show them going leave like hitting each other out of the diner and then slamming into the front of the radio station together.
0: It did feel like you could run. In real time two blocks faster than they showed and if it,
1: exactly like, especially well, with no one around streets versus avenues on this one right <laughs> well i mean but there's no one around like and i get that because it's set it's movie magic those kinds yeah. of things but you know, they close off streets but uh, so pat what are some things for you too that you just really thought was enjoyable or really just kind of stand out for you uh, on on this watch as an adult
0: I mean, I was, again, surprised how much I enjoyed some of the lines that came out of Sinbad's mouth in the beginning. Like, I actually caught his opening, like, rant. Actually, I caught myself, like, visibly smiling. And um, more so because I was, like, looking at Arnold, too. And then, like, God, how how are you keeping it together right now? Um, I feel like it's (laughs) just, like, he's right behind you, just, like, yelling at everybody. And um, Phil Hartman, of course, a treasure, as always, and his delivery of just this, like... um, so like a lot of just nostalgia factor and enjoyed the um it's just it's just a family mm-hmm. family movie type thing and just not trying to be too hard. You know, it wasn't this is the last. Uh what's funny that we're we're talking about this is because on as far as timing of when we're recording this, our most recent episode of Let's Rewatch was the movie, Arnold's movie right before this, Eraser. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. these are kind of like considered as last two as we talk about successful films for a while because then there start to be some that are then he has a run of, of film yeah, like movies that six are day, six day uh, end of days, yeah, end of collateral day. damage, movies that were not nearly as critically or financially successful as, you know, his this previous 15 year run had been. Mm-hmm. And then he then he has the whole hiatus with his poli- political career. But um I just man, I do I love some 80s, nineties Arnold films. They're just something about he's just exudes charisma yeah. uh except yeah. even though his character in this movie is a terrible husband and father and the ter- the father part is is well established especially i love it when when um jamie tells him what he wants and he acts like he's never heard it before but then the the next scene is is his is liz telling him like did you get the, the doll i told you weeks ago to get it's like how do you not remember that she told it's one thing to forget but that he didn't even remember when jamie said something it's like oh shit i was supposed to get that and then it's also exu- it's also um Re-emphasized by the post-credit scene, which did you guys watch that? Or were you aware this movie has a post-credit scene? No. You, this movie has a post-credit no, scene. I didn't oh, tell yeah. about it.
2: You saying that scene. I'm like, oh, right, there was one, but I did not watch it for on this movie Yeah.
0: Jingle all the way, listener, has a post-credit scene in this in the style of the MCU. And it's uh it's basically just her thanking him for like all he did can't believe all the lengths you went to today you really do love us and then she's like i can't wait to see what you got from me and then arnold like looks to the camera like right oh yeah, no yeah. i didn't get her anything it's like you didn't you didn't buy your wife a, a present bro uh so he's he's not a good dad and he should be in jail because <laughs>
2: yeah he shouldn't be in jail yeah so well, but it, he saved the day as turbo man
1: and he didn't get to keep that suit there's no way they let him keep that suit so when Jimmy, I mean, goes, I that's, have the real thing at home.
0: Yeah, and that's no, a blow sir. to the bedroom too because Rita Wilson was feeling it. She had that one oh, moment of like, yeah, She's she like, oh, maybe, maybe that modulated voice of yours. Yeah. yeah, I don't
1: know. Maybe that's her Christmas gift. <laughs> 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 uh, so uh,
0: <laughs> and he pulls out the booster costume for her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ew! I, I love it. The speedo. <laughs> oh my god! So. Yeah unfortunately like many things uh this has a sequel starring larry the cable guy 18 uh, years later 18 <laughs> years later that was produced by 20th century fox and wwe studios because they have a motion picture division
0: what why do you because call it sense. why don't you just call it something else why don't you just why well, try to make right
2: it zero yeah.
0: actors zero same people I don't yeah. know.
2: And, and also and i wanted to bring this part up why is it called jingle all the way like i i like it's a song title that's Christmassy, but like it has nothing to do with the actual plot of this whole the movie. first one
0: or, bro, or thank both thank you oh the
1: second oh, well so this I, one's called I, well Jim he's way, he's he on he a journey
0: a... he's on a journey i'd say like he, i
1: mean I, and in the second one he's actually a truck driver so like
0: are you saying it almost makes more sense travel. for that so Yeah,
1: yeah, but I mean, I get that Larry the Cable Guy was like the thing, but not in 2014. Maybe in 2004, he was the thing, but like not in 2014. I don't care what Disney says. Larry the Cable Guy has not been current. He is not current. He will never be current. Um, But while I was doing the bittiest bit of research about this, there is a huge outcry for a jingle all the way three that fans want. Why? This is not another world that I want to live in at all. Like I never need another story unless it's about Liz triumphing over everyone and that she and Howard get a divorce and she is a,
0: I mean, them. you wouldn't want to see adult it's like arnold is the grandfather and jake lloyd is the father and they have to work together to find a toy i, I would actually want to see that movie. for arnold's um, grandson it, it, all,
2: but only if jake lloyd is the lead yeah. only if jake lloyd is the lead but i also
1: secretly i don't know maybe it's just because i i'm just like i want him uh, i ultimately want jamie's character to be gay and it just be like Uncomfortable Arnold as grandfather, but that's just because that's all well, I, I mean. That remember. still works, they and it's like that that's work. part yeah. of it.
0: It's like they're bonding yeah. over that, and kind of yeah.
1: um, and and uh, Jamie's partner is much like Liz, and Jamie is much like uh, uh yeah, his dad. yeah, hell yeah, it, it, yeah. It, and they have a kid, could, yeah, they it,
2: it, 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 yeah. it could work. Uh, I don't know uh, oh, but about the turbo man, it's the retro turbo man, the same way they're doing the retro releases for power. Oh,
1: reviews. yeah, yeah, reboot, turbo man fun. reboot, yeah. like yeah. Yeah.
2: And yeah. like the kids are too into like those damn Fortnites or something. And it's like, no, this, this figure meant so much to me as a kid. I wanted to get like this perfect replica of it for yeah. you. Or it's an even cooler version. that has It's like,
0: an update. It's a gritty, it's gritty turbo yeah. man.
2: And and then like grandpa, grandpa Arnold is just like, it's you know Robert what? I had to go. Turbo man. And then that would
1: give an excuse to have, I mean, if they want to keep it canonical, uh literally have him dust off the suit and bring it out. And it'd be. It'd be funny. Yeah,
2: the trailer could be like the most recent Ghostbusters movie trailer, where it's just like, like, look at this. We open up a case. It's like dusty, and there's like, oh, there's like, one time I saved the day. But also, honestly, this would just be better as a as a parody trailer than anything else. Only if you got Arnold and Jake Lloyd for it.
1: But like, let's yeah, make it a funnier die trailer, I guess. But like, yeah, um, only does that mean Jake Lloyd's can end up in a in a a booster costume at some point? that would just be funny um but i don't this is we're living in a world where we don't need reboots of everything we don't need continued franchises we don't need like you just brought up ghostbusters and i go oh i can't wait for the next one but like this is one of those things like the christmas movie multiverse is not one where i continue to need more like movies that exist in that realm and so maybe we I don't know, but Christmas movies are never really good. Cause like we got our first couple gay Christmas movies. They were, they're all garbage, but like there are garbage. I mean, it's just like, it feels like something that like at this point, I feel like Hallmark or someone would make a TV movie for it. Um, But like, I, I don't know. Cause then the problem is, do you know who would be in the movie playing Jamie? You know, who would play Jamie? Think about who Arnold's son-in-law is. That is who yeah. they would cast as Jamie. And I don't fucking have time for that. I don't I, have no, time. I don't true. have time for any more Chris Pratt on my screen. I hope he <laughs> dies in guardians three and we never have to see him again. That um, said
2: a jingle all the way. Christmas Prince crossover. <laughs> I could be all for <laughs> case. I is. almost shut
1: the screen on you and walked away. How <laughs> dare
2: you? I
1: know you and Sam stand the Christmas Prince, but I'm not here. for. I'm not here for it. Call me a Ebenezer Bah humbug Scroogey boy, but it's fine. No, it's, I, I do think this is one where everybody definitely revisit with your family this year. It's very fun. It's, you know, it's, would i rather put on the grinch than this sure but that's because i'm deeply traumatized as a human being i guess but this is so funny i immediately bought turbo man when i saw it at walmart the first time i immediately bought it like there was no question in my mind from pure nostalgia aspects of it plus it's power rangers adjacent
2: so yeah. you
1: know i just any final thoughts as we wrap up guys yeah like
2: i i do want to caution anyone like go in with that sort of step back of like mm-hmm. appreciating that there is Arnold nostalgia going on here. There is nostalgia for the nineties going on here. There this, you know, there, there's all of that, but like this movie is fine. Mm-hmm. And like, I think if you are looking for a fine Christmas movie, that is, you know, fun enough with some good moments. And that is, you know, honestly written for the adults. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, you'll rock with it, but it's not as it is written for the adults, but understanding that like, the kids are in the room. So yep. there is like a little bit as opposed to a kid's movie that happened, has stuff for adults. I should also yeah. clarify on that one.
0: But also I in this those, day and age, the, the fake bomb threat stuff definitely does not hold up in this day yeah. and age. Ooh, Cause zero, again, this is, yeah. this was made at a time. It's like, wouldn't that be crazy? And it's like, no, this is like life now is shit. Like it's just, yeah. you know, fucked up shit happening in public places. Um, so that part doesn't hold up, but yeah, I, I think I echo cases sentiments is, uh, but well, yeah, someone who doesn't have like a nostalgic connection to the 90s aesthetic or Arnold, mm-hmm. I don't know how much they'd enjoy it. Right. I think those two things are doing a lot of heavy lifting. But yeah. for, you know, I can only come at this from my own perspective. And that's, you know, overall is a, as I like to say, net, let's rewatch a net positive. A net positive. Catchphrase. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I this works really well as part of if you're rewatching a bunch of Arnold movies or you're watching a bunch of Christmas movies, yeah. it's great. I wouldn't have this be your only one. Oh, definitely yeah. not. It works definitely as part of a selection. Yeah.
1: I would say if you're going to do, do some like high Christmas movies, have this somewhere and then have like home alone 2 after it as a palate cleanser because home yeah. alone two is a wonderful Christmas movie.
0: This would be good in a block. And I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but like a marathon of like, the one holiday movie, a pretty big star did. Oh,
1: so Christmas with the cranks right after this, then mm-hmm. Matthew Broderick, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, you know, throw some Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I'll be home for Christmas in there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Oh, and then when the kids have gone to bed, maybe this is the end of that. And then throw, um, the new Santa Claus Chronicles with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. And then Christmas vacation at the end. Cause yeah. I know it's problematic, but, christmas vacation is my favorite
2: <laughs> like favorite
1: christmas I know, Yeah, movie. once
0: movie yeah. i mean kids are, all the vacation yeah, yeah, yeah. movies have problematic oh elements to yeah them. but also um, yeah you know but you but know. uh i think yeah anything that's got national lampoon on it at least up through the 90s probably through the early aughts as well oh yeah i think some... ending
1: ending with van wilder i think really yeah. th- that was the last you just uh, oh um <laughs> i don't know which direction that Ugh, was started. you uh, oh god i mean i love ryan reynolds but the enclairs i couldn't eat enclairs for like 10 years after that movie i'm gonna leave it there uh
0: yeah. <laughs> but you, you 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 i'm just doing a quick pitch if for some reason if you're like happen to be listening to this and you're like a producer with like gobs of money to throw out a project you 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 uh, evoked the jonathan taylor thomas film and i have a pitch that i want i want more genre blending i want like a holiday movie like a sci-fi holiday movie so i have a pitch for a movie that takes place a few hundred years in the future and we've colonized the solar system and it's about someone trying to get back to earth for the holidays from like a colony uh out on one of jupiter's moons but the teleporter machine malfunctions and they have to like hitch rides on spaceships to try and get home in time and the title is i'll beam home for christmas
1: (laughs) i will give you all the money i don't have for that as long as i can have a tiny little cameo in it please that'd be so i that sounds so good maddie i, I love... want you
0: working you would work working the desk at like the the teleportation terminal explaining why it's not working i'm sorry sir it's you I'm know sorry
1: absolutely can You not, move to the no. side please mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you no thank you thank you <laughs> next thank next, you yes oh god i love it well merry christmas to you both even though it's not Christmas where we are in time, but podcast time. It doesn't matter. Uh, where can everyone find you guys online? Where you would like them to find you?
2: Uh, well, like you can to- find me on uh, Twitter at Casey Aiken and uh, on Instagram at Ketsukoat05 because I have held on to the same username since uh, the days of AIM. Because you know. Nostalgia for the 90s, guys. <laughs> um, you, you can find all my stuff over at CertainPOV.com, where I've got Another Pass and Men of of my two main shows, and then uh, the CertainPOV YouTube channel. You should check that out. I, I, I do stuff there. <laughs> and if you're a producer looking for a non-sci-fi holiday movie, I do have a fully outlined uh, pitch that uh, could be a very good Anna Kendrick vehicle or some like a t- someone of that type. So I'm just throwing that one out there. involves uh, it involves a lot of like express shipping kind of things. You know, a, a rom com. Oh,
0: I thought you were saying like accelerated, like people finding romantic partners at an accelerated pace. Express shipping.
2: Weir- weirdly, I do. I- <laughs> How dare. You? Weirdly, I also have a sci fi script that's something like that too. But- <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh
0: pat you go <laughs> uh, i am the pat edwards everywhere that's my website the pat edwards.com you know twitter instagram tiktok all you know all the social medias uh, and you can go there and you can if you like sci-fi you can check out my book series space tripping there's two in the world as of us recording this a third in the works i write a lot of uh, dnd ttrpg content and uh yeah check check that out and listen to us uh, Rewatch. You like movies, uh, yes, you're here. Yes, please
1: so. do. And another pass if you love movies. There's never enough movie podcasts. And Space Tripping makes a lovely gift if you have a sci-fi nerd in your life. Or not. Just someone who reads. Just buy books. Buy books.
2: Uh, but thank you both for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Uh, always happy to be on. Hey, Nerf Herders.
0: You sure you want to go with that?
2: Hey, everyone. There we go. Woo! Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Case Aiken. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on Another Pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push.
0: We're not experts. We just believe in criticism.
2: Uh, constructive criticism.
0: Sure.
2: Come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then we can celebrate movies that did it on their own too. You can find us at certainpov.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on.
1: Saturday Morning Confidential is brought to you by Dreamer Productions and is a proud member of the Certain POV Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential, on Instagram at SMC Pod, and on Twitter at the SMC Podcast. You can find all the shows that CertainPOV has to offer at CertainPOV.com. or also on Patreon at Dreamer Productions, where your donation of only $2 a month keeps constant programming coming in and supporting our new shows as we go throughout 2022. Now join us again next time for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential.
2: CPOV. CertainPOV.com.